Hey, everybody. Hope you guys are having an absolutely fantastic day. Here we are stepping into 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I want to thank you all so much for being willing to embrace this opportunity, this chance to begin 2023 in prayer, in fasting, as we come with an expectation that God wants to do absolutely something amazing in our lives, in the church, in the world around us. So I'm excited to see what that is. I want to begin this with you and help you understand kind of where we're going to go. Each and every day, we're going to have an opportunity here. We have the prayer guide set up at church. We have the prayer guide set up online at the church website, uh, and I would be glad to email them to you if you are interested in having them. But I just want to talk to you for a couple of minutes about this idea of prayer and fasting, about this journey that we're stepping into right now and understanding, helping us to grasp, grasp a little bit more about what it is. So, so we ask these questions, what, what is fasting? Why should I fast? Why should I pray? Well, fasting with prayer leads us to a greater intimacy and closeness with God. We're going to join other people here throughout the country because we have people right now who are literally sending messages to me asking for this prayer challenge and this prayer guide so that they can join in with us right here uh, in central Virginia in Rockville uh, as we pray at Berea for what God is, is going to do here this upcoming year. And we're going to be joining together as a body of believers, trusting in God's plan. Now, there, there are a couple of things that I want you to think about, a couple of things I want you to consider as we look at fasting. The first thing I understand is this. Everything is an experiment. If you've never fasted before, consider using this 21-day period as an experiment. This is something, this is an opportunity for you to learn. This is an opportunity for you to grow spiritually. The second thing you have to remember is that Jesus assumes that we're going to fast. He promoted fasting to his disciples when he said this in Matthew 6, 16. When you fast, the Lord will reward you in secret. Interestingly here, he didn't say if you fast. He assumes that we're going to fast. The third thing we have to recognize is that the Holy Spirit is going to guide us when we fast. The disciples found direction through fasting. Acts chapter 13, verse 2 says, while they were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit directed them. So if you're wondering how this is going to go, trying to grasp all of the details that are going to fill your time and these opportunities to fast and to pray, trust that the Holy Spirit is going to guide you each and every step of the way. The next thing I want you to understand is this. God rewards those who seek him. He's giving us an invitation with a promise. When you look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Lord is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Fasting with prayer brings us the greatest reward. It brings us his presence into our lives. The next thing I want you to understand is this. It's who you are and whose you are that matter the most. We've chosen this fast to begin at the, at the start of 2023. You might want to use this fact to help you establish or reestablish your commitment to having your identity firmly rooted and planted in Jesus Christ. Now we know that living in our culture can cause us to shape our identity around what we do instead of who we are. Now why is this important? Because it's in knowing our identity as sons and daughters that, that it enables us to thrive in the current assignments that the Lord's given to us. The main mission of the enemy of our soul is, to, is identity theft. He wants to confuse you into thinking that your job that your career plans, that your bank accounts, that significant others, that houses or cars or you fill in the blank, whatever it might be, whatever it is you have, he wants us to focus on that as a way to define us. These are all good things and many are gifts from the Lord, but to allow them to give us a definition is a cheap imitation of who you really are, a beloved son or daughter 
of the king. When you fast from having your identity in anything but Jesus, you deepen your determination to being called to Jesus only. The next thing I want you to understand is that there are several things that fasting is not. Fasting is not an activity that is based in striving to do anything for the Lord. Fasting is setting time apart for a season to intentionally hear what God has to say and to draw closer to him. It's not activity-based, it's relationship-based. Now, what kind of fasting should you do? The first thing I want you to do is pray about it. It's between you and the Lord. Now, historically, we find many fasts in the Bible that involve giving something up and replacing it with prayer. Here's some ideas. Fast from a particular food. Daniel fasted from meat and ate only vegetables and water for 10 days. Fast from a particular meal or meals. Instead of eating that meal, use the time to pray for breakthrough in a certain situation. Fast from prayerlessness or self-sufficiency and self-reliance. Instead, make daily declarations of your dependence on God through prayer. Fast from identity theft. Seriously, make a daily commitment to review with the Lord anything in which you're allowing yourself to find your identity in that's other than him, whether it's your career or your job or social media. Fast from fear, anxiety, and worry. Replace those things with prayers, dependence, trust, and peace. Fast from negativity. Are you prone to criticism of others or yourself? What if you fasted being critical and every time you had a critical thought, you prayed for the person or situation that you feel negative about? Fast from particular foods or particular times. Take this as an opportunity to pray about how you should fast. Now, this is where we find ourselves. This is day one. We're beginning this. Now, what are some things that we can pray specifically for? I have a list of things that we're going to pray specifically for here at Berea over the course of the next three weeks. Please join in with us in these prayers, but also have prayers for yourself. If you're not here in Central Virginia or, or you're not in, in Berea, pray specifically for your church. Lift them up before God because we know that he wants to work in some pretty miraculous ways. Here are a couple things that I'm praying about here at Berea. The first is this. I'm praying for 100 people to give their life to Jesus in 2023 and for them to follow him in obedience and being bap- to be baptized. I'm praying for 1,500 people to be engaged in ministry on a regular basis here at church. I'm praying for ministries to grow. I'm praying that the preschool and the co-op that we have here would continue to grow as, as grades are added. I'm praying for all of our children and youth ministries, that they would expand with students and with volunteers. I'm praying for our young adult, our adult, our senior adult Bible studies, that they would grow, that more teachers would be raised up, that our Sunday school classes would continue to expand. I'm praying for the addition of worship services, that those services would be filled with the Holy Spirit and that people would line up to have an opportunity to surrender their life to Jesus, to spend time together worshiping and glorifying him. I'm praying for unity, that as we seek God's direction, everything we do would be to glorify him. Now, we know that Jesus is the focus. We know that Jesus is the purpose behind it all, and that's our goal. That's our objective in fasting and praying is to maintain that focus. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to provide a podcast for every single day. Some of them are going to be just a couple of minutes long. So you could be driving down the road right now. You could be sitting at home. You could be sitting in front of your computer, whatever it might be. But I'm just going to share what we're doing for that day. Today we have day number one. And then we're going to take a few moments to pray. So when we look at week one, 
day one. What, what are we talking about? We're, we're talking about this idea that in my life, I need a new heart. What does that mean? How does that happen? How do we experience a transformation in us? It begins with confession. It begins with repentance. It begins with restoration. We have to recognize our need for a Savior, repent of the sins that are consuming us, confess them before Almighty God, and then trust Him to restore our souls. Now, each day we're going to have a scripture passage that I'm going to read to you. And I want you, if you have your Bibles, feel free to join in or just simply read over these passages. And, and sometimes we'll have one verse or several verses or one particular book in the Bible we'll read from. Today what we're going to do is we're going to look at, from, we're going to look at the book of Psalm, Psalms, verse 51, and then we're going to look at the book of Ezekiel. Let me read Psalm 51 for you as a way for us to begin this journey of prayer and fasting over the next 21 days. Psalm 51, beginning in verse 1. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will decree, declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with the burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in the right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. When I look at that passage, to me, one of the greatest parts of it is this one. And this was, this was a verse that my father underlined in his Bible several times as I was reading through it. He, he's, he passed away seven years ago, and, and I still go through his Bible to see what he thought was important. And how God was moving in him. And, and, I, and Psalm 51 verse 10 was a, a passage that he underlined over and over again. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. And then this passage shows us what God, what brings joy to the heart of God. We know that he delights in a broken spirit, a heart that is willing to trust in him. Verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. What is he longing for in us? He's longing for us to surrender to him. Then we find ourselves in Ezekiel chapter 11, 
verses 19 through 20. And I will give them singleness of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will take away their, their, their stony, stubborn heart and give them a tender, responsive heart so that they will obey my decrees and regulations. Then they will truly be my people and I will be their God. As we begin these 21 days of prayer and fasting, Pray through these passages right here, personalizing them from an attitude of confession and repentance. Ask God to give you a tender and responsive heart and walk in the grace and joy and deliverance that he has for you. Pray for a willing spirit and ask the Lord for constant praise to be shown in greater ways through your life. In all of this, trust that God is working. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we come to you now and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for the grace that you've showered upon us, for the love that you've given us. Father, we come now asking that you would give us a heart of confession and repentance, that God, you would renew the joy of our salvation that you would bring that back to us, that we would recognize a broken heart is something that you will not despise, but you will comfort and restore. God, give us a tender heart that's sensitive to what's going on around us. Help us to lift up our leaders to pray for them that they would surrender their lives to you. Help us to lift up our leaders in church, God, that they would feel your grace and comfort in a miraculous way every single day. We pray for these ministries. Specifically, God, we're praying for 100 people a hundred people this year who would give their life to you, surrendering completely and wholeheartedly, trusting in the plan that you have for them. Father, I pray that they would follow you in baptism. I'm praying for 1,500 people to be actively engaged in church ministry here at Berea every single week. I'm praying for our teachers and leaders at the co-op and at the preschool that they would feel your grace and comfort and that those classrooms would be filled with students. I'm praying for the children's ministries, the, the youth ministries, that the teachers, that the volunteers, that everyone, everybody who is involved with, in, in this would feel your comfort and grace and that, again, we would see children giving their life to you. I'm praying for the young adult and the adult and the, the senior adult classes that, that everyone, these Bible studies would continue to grow, but that these ministries would continue to grow and that we would see people surrendering to you. Father, we pray for our worship teams and our worship leaders. We pray for our media teams and the leaders who are working there to get the gospel out. Lord, broadcasting it on social media and, and in any venue that we possibly can. Father, we know that you have a great plan here. We ask that you guide us and direct us, Lord. We ask that the devil be kept away from us and that our focus would be on you and you alone this year. We love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We praise your name. May all that we do be pleasing to you. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining in to day one of this journey, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let's continue to work together praying together, fasting together, knowing that God is working in ways that we can't possibly begin to understand. I look forward to seeing you again, talking with you again, sharing with you again tomorrow as we step into day number two. Have an absolutely fantastic day.